Hey everyone, it's Julie Cotton, your host, founder of Next Level Improv, inventor of Improv Against Normality, and welcome to Permission to Play. Today, I want to share about some seemingly uh, serendipitous happenings. I have been very, very fortunate in my world as we are taking this game on its national tour and connecting with people literally all over the United States. And what's exciting about some of the happenings that have been opening up for myself and and all of us here at Next Level Improv and Improv Against Normality is that all of these connections are literally right in front of me, in front of you, in front of all of us. So today's question on how can we best play in our world is, are you even aware of the people that are right in front of you? And specifically how this has been showing up for me is, you know, I've been heading out, visiting with friends and and connecting with people, networking, going to restaurants, uh, going to events. And I just meet people and I just talk to them. There was a, a woman sitting at a restaurant next to me and I just was like, wow, I mean, her eyes were just this striking blue and I just had to let her know, like, you have beautiful eyes, you know, and just the simple conversation, just the simple act of connecting, which is what Improv Against Normality is all about. Connect, play, laugh, repeat, right? That's kind of our, one of our taglines. And all I did was just tell this woman something that I was observing in my experience of her and it really just opened up a conversation. Turns out we end up meeting later in the week and we end up connecting and then we have so many more exciting overlaps and passions that we share and just people are amazing and they're all around us all the time and are you are you the kind of person that people want to connect with and are you opening your mouth? Are you willing to be brave and courageous and step out of your comfort zone and say something? I mean, if I hadn't said something to this woman, I never would have found out who she was, what she's up to. And she's amazing. Like there's so many things going on for her in her world and that, and are so many that are parallel to what I'm doing. And we can help each other get there. And there's just this beautiful sisterhood that gets to happen out of it simultaneously or, or, you know, even, even, uh, later in that week, we are also, I was working with a woman, uh, who brilliant, amazing leader, uh, you know, excellent businesswoman works in the car industry. And I, you know, she and I had the opportunity to play together in a certain, uh, you know, arena and I'm just admired, like I'm just admiring her telling her what, how, how inspiring she is to me and just opening my mouth and sharing my experience and looking at what I see. This is again, one of those principles from the game, Improv Against Normality, how do I make my scene partner look amazing? You know, I got your back. One of the ways that I can make my scene partner look amazing is by knowing what what they want, by knowing what they do, what they love, who they are. You know, it's like, oh, these, these are things that are important to you. Well, cool, I, I know people in that domain or I can, I can connect you with so-and-so or I can, you know, I actually know something about X, Y, or Z or why have you thought about this or, you know, whatever. It just doesn't even matter all of the, all of the possibilities, but when we're willing to listen, right? And this is one of the huge benefits of improv is developing the muscle of active listening. I mean, it's, it seems like it would be something super, super simple, but most of us do not listen. Most of us, we, we wait 
for the person to stop talking so that we can insert whatever we wanted to talk about. <laughs> but we're not actually hearing the things that people are saying to us. And we miss out on these really deep potentials for connection. Uh, and it's unfortunate, you know, that yes, of course, we all have the capability to play life, the game of life, any way we want. And many of us are choosing to kind of have this half-capped experience, right? Like where we're, we're only half full rather than being full throttle, you know? It's like our gas tank's only on, on halfway, so we couldn't go the distance if we wanted to. We're just kind of, you know dabbling in life. We're not really fully engaging in everything that's right in front of us all the time. So that's my invitation for you today. Like, how can you stop where you are right now? Who is around you? And if you're alone, you know, it happened. I'm sitting alone right now, actually, in my car. You know, it's a beautiful rainy day here in South Florida. And, and who's around you though? Like for me, I'm about to go and connect with uh, a dear sister uh, friend of mine who has been generous enough to open her home to me while I've stayed here and just hang out with her and pour into her and fill her up and just let her know how grateful I am to her. Um, So who's around you right now that you could make a look amazing? Like what would that look like for you? It's going to look different from person to person. The people around us are different. You know, and there is a, a saying that I've heard, I've read many times, you might have read this too, uh, something to the effect of you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So if you're spending time with people that you don't admire, you couldn't find something nice to say about them, you know, maybe you need to change your people, places, and things, you know, check something else out. Go hang out in some new circles. And it's not to say that you should fire your family if they're the ones that you're you know, you can't find something nice to say about, but every relationship we are in, we have the opportunity to be living at a level 10. And if you're living a a life that's a level five life and you're hanging around with level five people, you know, there's, that's okay. Of course you can have that experience with the freedom of choice. And one of my favorite games in in improv is, is a game called new choice. And in that game, we practice you know, calling freeze on a moment in a scene and saying, hey, new choice, say that again, take it again. What if you could choose your own ending and, and change something about the moment that just transpired? What could you imagine that could be different, that could be uh, grander, that could alter directions, that could shift the energy or shift the state in the scene? And it's interesting. I play that game dozens and dozens of times if not more. (laughs) And it's like people will stay so close to what they know, their known universal, just kind of hover in this space right around what's comfortable. And I may have to call as a director of 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 a show or a director of a class if I'm teaching. It might be something that I have to call again and again and new choice, new choice, new choice to get someone out of just the things that are right around, they're kind of tiptoeing around their life, tiptoeing around their ideas. I want them to go 360 degrees. Well, that would bring them right back to where they were. But, you know, I want them to do a 180 and turn in the opposite direction. I want them to be willing to see it from another perspective. And when we're stuck in these kind of, oh, you know, I, it feels like a circle. It feels like this, okay, this is my character. You know, and I talk about this, I, I wrote a... I contributed to a book um, called, uh, it was a maverick book about how extraordinary people do it different. How do we do it different? 
uh, creating extraordinary results in our lives. And the book, uh, the chapter that I wrote was a, a chapter called Improv as a Spiritual Practice. And I do believe that with all of my heart. I believe that improv, we are all improvisers. Life is improv. We're improving all day, every day. And we're constantly slipping and dipping in and out of all of these characters. We are this kind of like divine actor and we choose to put on a character if I'm going to be a daughter or a friend or a mother or a lover or a sister or a co-worker or a boss or an employee or whatever we, we constantly shift in and out of these characters you know what I'm talking about you've been some of all of, I'm a woman so I'm using all these feminine uh, examples in my in what I just went through but you know, you've been a student. We've all been students. We've all been teachers probably of something, whether we were like the smart kid in class and we helped somebody else understand an idea or we've all been in a library, right? And the way that we behave in a library is very, very different from the way that we would behave if we were all out watching like a baseball game or something. And it was just like, it's loud or we're for a concert. You know, there's very different behavior. If I'm sitting at a, uh, a symphony concert than if I'm going to a rock concert. You know, I'm dating myself. I love U2, the band U2. They were huge in the 90s. So, like, if we were at, a, like, a full stadium packed full of people, thousands of people listening to a U2 concert, it's a very different environment than it is if I'm listening to, uh, you know, a, a Mozart concerto with a four-piece, you know, stringed instrument. Like, it's just very, very different experiences. Or a chorale where they're all decked in their best black and whites, you know, like, so, so we all know what it's like to change our behavior. We know what it's like to adapt ourselves, to fit the environment that we are in. And so in life, in improv, we are, we are given the opportunity to make a new choice to say, you know what? Freeze. I can do that over. I could say that better. I could say that more specifically. I could say that from a perspective of someone who actually knows the answer, from someone who's willing to find the answer, from someone who's willing to make the relationship better, from someone who's willing to look for the good in the world. And that's the opportunity. I have been blessed beyond measure in the past couple weeks down here in Florida. And I have seen time and time again where I am looking for the good in the world and I find it. And my invitation to you, all of you listening, would be Look for what's right and celebrate what's right in people that you love and the people around you. You know, if you, if you have a boss that just gets on your nerves or you have someone that just seems like they irritate you, what can you find about them? How would, how would their mother feel about them, right? Like for those of you who are, you know, of a faith base or spiritual and you're like, how would God feel about them? You know, God doesn't look at us and judge us and say, well... You know, I could love everybody except this one. You know, we do that as humans. We limit our love. We limit how we're willing to give out respect and honor and acknowledgement to people because it's conditional. We are conditional in the way that we love people. But what if we weren't? What if we could take off that character and slip into the character of love, slip into the character of we, uh, there is good in people and I am, I'm like a homing beacon. It is my commitment to find it. I will sit there like a, a lighthouse and I will be a beacon of light shining and I will just send out a signal attracting the light in other people. 
that's my vision for the world. <laughs> I get impassioned sometimes. I'm so passionate about this. I feel like improv isn't just this tool where we can, you know, laugh a little bit or pretend that we're someone else. Yes, I, we can do all of those things, but really what it offers us is this deeper cut of life of ourselves as creative beings on the planet. We can literally create the scene that we're in as improvisers, and we can also take that same creative power and walk out into the world and create a world that's worth living in. And that would be my invitation to you today. What are you doing today to improv against normality? It has become normal to, to complain. It has become normal to shift blame onto other people, make other people responsible for what we don't like about ourselves, about the world, about our communities, whatever it is. And we have the power to shift that, but only if we're willing to take on the, the responsibility of our creative agency. Um, it was Spider-Man, I think, in the movie Spider-Man and, or the comic strip, depending on where you first encountered Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. And my invitation is for each and every one of us in every moment of every day to remember how powerful we are so that we can create a world that we would want to live in. And that is all I have for you today. This is Julie Cotton. May you embrace play. Give yourself permission to play again like You are make-believing in a world where everything you say goes, and may you enjoy.